friends my name is dave miller and i'm now spain and we're your fuck buddies we are a sex and dating advice podcast where we take your sticky sexy situations and turn them into sexy sticky situations simply put we find questions either from our wonderful listeners or online and we answer them right here right now and this week we're going to talk about getting dumped and utis dead husbands and first dates at arby's i was worried i didn't want to be too crass about it because it is kind of a sad question but We'll find out later, won't we, Dane? Yeah. Well, we usually do record two episodes at the end of the month for Patreon. We usually do like a normal episode and then we record a Patreon episode. Mm-hmm. So that, this it's rare that people hear like the wild. Yeah, the masses. more unhinged. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, usually this is behind the paywall of Patreon. So you guys mm-hmm. are going to get a special rare treat of a double dose episode where Niall and I have already recorded an episode today. And now we're, we got a beer. Yeah, we got a beer. Cheers. I'm going to drink it right now. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, we can't drink at the same time because then it's just slurping sounds, which I'm sure nobody wants to hear. So I hope you're ready for a little taste, a little a little amuse-bouche. A little peek behind the red carpet. Nope. The red. The red. What's the <laughs> In order red to get. Though? What's the thing? The curtain? The red velvet rope? rope? The velvet rope. A peek behind the velvet rope. Because we yeah. all know ropes do cons- obscure everything. Yeah. That was correct. Our Patreon lounge, our exclusive, is actually hidden under the red carpet. It's a hatch in the floor. You're not, you're not allowed to tell them. That's okay. They can't see past the fucking rope. That's fair, yeah. The rope's in the way. But if you get past the rope, which does cost one of three or four, if you click the button that gets you to our joke tier, one of three to four tiers to get past the rope. And then you can see the hatch. Then you get in. Our lounge is great. It's mahogany. We really Everything. can't intro. The questions that we're going to do and then talk about our fake lounge the whole episode and miss them all. <laughs> why not? Give me one reason why I can't. I can do whatever the fuck I want. This is a free episode. People didn't pay for this one. That's fair. Now, what if we won uh-huh. a bunch of awards in the interim because this is going to come out in like a week and a half? Are you going to leave a spot? No. Okay, edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> no, leave it in. Okay. Uh, you ready for a question? Yeah. This is by Zach Flintstone. Dumped, 26-year-old male, over text after she, 23-year-old female, got a UTI. Still have not responded to her and could use some advice. It's a tough one, I guess. I've been dating Naomi for a month, texting for hours every day. Like story short, we hung out on Thursday, texted all day Friday, turned me down to hang Saturday, unresponsive all weekend, and then she texted me late Monday night that she'd gotten a UTI after we hung out and was in pain all weekend but feeling better. In my gut, I knew something was very wrong. This isn't what I expected, and I felt horrible. Tuesday, last night, after work, I brought her some treats, apologized, wished her a fast recovery, and then left. Both We both had friends to meet. I wish I could have done more to comfort her if I knew what she was going through. She dumped me over text an hour later. Not feeling it romantically. I'm an amazing person. Stressed at work. Hope we can be friends, etc. I don't know what to say or do. I feel like a total failure, even though this was out of my control. I know I can't change her mind, but I feel so defeated. Can't help but wonder if she'd never have had doubts like this if it didn't happen. I've dated a lot the past two years. This is the first time I felt like I'd met someone like me. Introvert, similar specific hobbies, loves to text, prioritizes fitness, etc. And is so unbelievably kind and sincere. What should I text her, if I text her at all? 
Is he saying that UTI is the cause of the breakup? Is that what his it does surmising seem, is? It does seem to be that he is surmising that. That like, oh, we never would have... If she didn't have that pain and that weekend of urinary tract infection, that we would still be okay. I don't think that's it. And I will say that perhaps the UTI never existed. And yeah. was a means of like giving herself a weekend away, like a free weekend away to sort of like reevaluate and be like, am I into this? Is this a relationship I want to do? And was like, you know, and then you showed up and did a very nice thing and was like, hey, here's all this stuff. And she was like, oh, I got to do it. I got to pull that bandaid yeah. off because he is a very nice guy. And like, it sucks to be dumped over text, but we can all agree not the best way to do it, but it is what it is. It wasn't a malicious breakup. It doesn't seem like it. I think what happened was like she was starting to have doubts. Does it say how long they were dating? A month. Yeah, right. Like, I think she was being polite. A month isn't really long enough to be required to do any sort of like large breakup thing. I think a text because like, I yeah. don't know if they were like, exclusive or if they had just like mm -hmm. started seeing, seeing each, each other, other for a month. Because if, if you guys have just been hanging out for a month, I think what you got was best case scenario. Yeah. I think, like, if you date someone after, like, for seven years and don't buy text, you're a piece of shit. Unless mm -hmm. there's ex extren extenuating circumstances, that's the one. But after a month, what do you expect? You know? So that's whatever. Is the UTI to blame? I very much doubt it. Unless she thinks bad hygiene on your behalf caused it or something. Yeah, like, unless she's which, blaming you for the UTI, which it doesn't seem like. Because, like, it wouldn't be like... I don't think the breakup message, like if she's going to go to that extreme, I don't think the breakup message would have been like, you're great. You're a cool guy. I think the world of you, it's just not, you know, we don't romantically click. I hope we can still be, be friends. It would be like next time, wash the Dorito crumbs off your fucking fingers. You scrub. <gasps> okay. I thought you were going somewhere else. I thought the Dorito crumbs were elsewhere. Well, where do you think he put his fingers? In his, on his dick? Because I thought Among I thought you were going to say that the Dorito I thought his dick was crusted in Doritos. Oh no, that's the Cheetos powder. <laughs> no, little little no, Dorito God. fun fact here. Did you know that the powder on the Dorito originally had no flavor? Whoa! It was actually the chip that had all the delicious nacho cheese flavor. But the guy who created Doritos or like runs the companies or whatever was like, no. We need that powder because originally they, like it had the powder on it and they were like, this sucks. Get rid of the powder. It's too messy. And then the guy like the CEO, like Mr. Doritos himself was like, you put Wait, that powder John right back. Dave Arito. Yeah. He was like, you put that powder back on the fucking Dorito. It's part of the experience. I hate and the that's powder. why. And that's why we have. Well, you can thank Mr. Dorito. That's why this poor woman got her UTI. It's got to be. So what does he text? I think you're gracious, right? Like she was. Again, one month is nothing. It's a drop mm -hmm. in the bucket. Again, unless you had like been seeing each other for like a year and then decided to become exclusive and you were exclusive for a month, maybe yeah, you could have you deserve kind of maybe a, a little months. bit more. Yeah. But if like if literally it's like you met her a month ago and you've been seeing each other and that was it, I think you just say, Hey, no worries. Thank you for being upfront and honest with me. I wish you the best as well. You don't have to be friends with her. You don't have to say anything else, but like I think a moment of being gracious. One, you get to keep your reputation of being a nice dude, right? Like, you're a nice mm -hmm. guy. She recognizes that. You know, she did nothing wrong. Yep. You did nothing wrong. It just didn't work. And sometimes that happens. And I think just being gracious and being like, 
that's fine. Thank you for letting me know. I wish you the best. I So the thing is, you're right. She's not wrong. He's not wrong. I think you are wrong, though. I'm wrong. I think we, Oh, you're so wrong. I think you just text this. It was the UTI, wasn't it? <laughs> right? Like, full stop, accusatory, angry, yeah. no emojis. And then you I block think, her on everything. <laughs> I think you go one step forward. You say, who's the guy that gave you the UTI? Oh. Is that why you're breaking up with me? Because of the old dirty dick Dave over there? Mm-hmm. You say, you didn't realize, but I licked my fingers before they went in. So there were no Dorito crumbs. So whose crumbs did you find? How did you get Dorito crumbs in your vagina then, Naomi? Naomi, this was actually colored sand, the magnetic kind. <laughs> Just look like Dorito. No, Dane is completely right. The best thing is you answer your own question. At the start of the second or the last paragraph, you say, I know I can't change her mind. So there's that option is gone. So you have three remaining options. So that's be a dick, which we don't recommend. Don't text her, which I don't recommend. Or say, oh, you know what? No worries. You're awesome. I had a really good time. Best of luck. I want my treats back, though. I want my treats back. (laughs) You milked that long enough to get treats for me, and I think that's unfair. Yeah, man, like. Imagine you make this lie and then you get treats out of it. Oof. That yeah. person. I mean, that honestly, person. hey, I think that's what happened. I think she gets this, this delicious, loving care package from this guy. She's like, oh, man, I fucked up. I got to end this. Yeah. I think that's what happened. That's my yeah. detective skills. That's what I think. Just be gracious. This is Landis Lit. I tried to have casual sex months after my late partner passed away and couldn't continue on. Tried to have a casual hookup with an old flame because I didn't want to attempt sex from a random man. Thought it was I was ready to get back out there. Yeah, I was not ready. Literally a minute during penetration, I started full-on sobbing. The guy immediately stopped and held me close. I was just crying hysterically how much I missed my late partner, apologizing profusely for ruining the night, and just couldn't stop the tears. I think the sex lasted for a total of five minutes. He stayed by my side until morning's first light and left me without saying goodbye. I'm sure he didn't want to wake me, but it would have been nice to say, for him to say goodbye to me. Maybe I'm just being sensitive. My late partner is still the last man I've kissed, sexually and non-sexually. He's also the last man I've held, held, held hands with. I couldn't stop thinking about him during the moment. It only made me miss him more, to feel his touch, hear his voice, and be against him. I'm in therapy and I thought I was ready, but I wasn't ready. I feel like I'm going to be feeling this way forever and never find another man who would love me just as much or better than he did. My sex drive is completely obliterated, and I have no desire to date anytime soon. I'm in therapy. It just feels like I'm going to be this way forever. Would I find love again? Be able to have to enjoy sex once more? Everything just hurts. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's such an understatement. That is really rough. I'm really sorry. But, you know, you said months? It's not that long. And I think the very fact that you were able to go and give it a shot is a good sign of progress. But, you know, when you're in it, everything feels like it's never going to end. And then one day you look back and you're like, oh, I'm here. And I think that's very important to remember. You know, like a year ago, I broke my ankle and that fucking sucked shit. And it felt like I was never going to walk again. And it felt like blah, blah, blah. And like even seeing doctors and shit being like, oh, yeah, you might not be able to climb again. You might not be able to do whatever. And it's like time drags. And all you can focus on is you being miserable and you being in pain. But like, I can climb right now. 
You know what I mean? And like a year feels like a very long time away, but every month felt like it was taking an eternity. And that's nothing on losing a loved one. So I think it's important to just to realize that like you're doing the right thing. You're in therapy. You're working towards getting better. You thought you were ready when you weren't, and that's totally okay. The very fact that you put yourself out there is admirable. And I think that itself is progress. And you will get there. And that's that's all there is to say. Like you will get there. I agree with everything you said, and you said it quite well. However, I feel like this question person took steps that don't make a whole lot of sense to me. And I think mm-hmm. there is a level of like them trying to rush them being like, I'm in therapy, so I'm ready. And it's like, I know that you said you felt ready, and that's great. You trusted your gut. You were wrong. That happens. But yeah. you say that your partner was still the last man I've kissed, sexually and non-sexually. So did you try to have sex without, without kissing, kissing this person? Yeah. Right? Like, did you just jump right into sex? Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's, to me, seems like a crazy transition. To be like, the last person to hold me intimately is my dead partner who has really fucked me up, who I'm in therapy trying to get over. And instead of sort of like starting from scratch and building intimacy, mm-hmm. like to the last slowly, step. yeah, you kind of jumped into the deep end after fucking, you know, impaling both of your flotation devices and telling the lifeguard to go on break, right? Like yeah. you've set yourself up for failure. Like you didn't give yourself any opportunity because like, I promise you, what would have happened was like, if you guys started making out and it started getting intimate, this would have happened mm-hmm. most likely, right? Maybe that would have been okay, but maybe the next step would have been, oh, you know what? We have to leave it here instead of just jumping, as Dane said, straight into the deep end head first. Yeah. So I think there's, you've got to take a little bit more care with yourself. And as Niall said, like, understand that things, most of the things that we go through, most of the pain and most of the struggles that we go through are temporary. They're transient, right? It's the same way about like our victories and the moments of elation and happiness. And like when we're sad and when we're angry, all those things come and go and they ebb and flow. And sometimes certain pain hangs around forever and lasts, you know, and we just learn to sort of like deal with that trauma. And I think there's a great analogy where you know, if you think about your life as a box and your pain as a ball, it's not necessarily that the pain gets any smaller, it's that the box gets bigger, right? So you live a, a more life and the box of your life gets bigger. And while the pain is still the same size, there's more room for you to process it. I think that's something really important to talk about and really important to visualize being like, great, this is right now my life and this pain is filled. My box that is my life is filled with this pain right now. And really, there isn't a whole lot of room for anything else. You then, you know, then you go and you meet someone new and your box gets a little bigger. And then you, you know, you go to therapy and you start learning. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> might I not be the best. so hard and so long. I'm sorry. It's yeah, it's not great. Um, it was such a beautiful, like, monologue. And I was like, I really wanted to be like, yeah, she got her box filled. And I was like, no. I can't. And then you said you mean new stranger. And it was just like, it echoes such shitty, like toxic male sentiments. Like you met a stranger. You got your box stretched out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, no, it is beautiful. Now I want to talk about one thing, which is that she says her sex drive is like non-existent and, you know, she has no desire to date. And I want, I would love to know if that is now or 
prior? Because it sounds like both. And if that was the case, I don't know why she went out and tried. Because that, we, that's my thing. It's, yeah, she says my sex drive is completely obliterated. Yeah. And like, we talk about this before, or all the time. Don't do what you don't want to do. Right? Like, if you don't want to fuck for two years, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I know people who break up with their partner and take a year off sex. And to me, that sounds insane. But to them, that's what they need. You know what I mean? And that's fine because you shouldn't live your life based on other people's like notions or like any preconceived notions that you have. So it's like, if you need two years, take it. You jumping into bed with someone because you feel like that's what you should do is going to be the worst. You need to do it because you want to do it. Yeah, you can absolutely find non-sexual intimacy, right? Like, there's definitely moments where, like, I mean, every time we break up with the people, like... Every time we break up? Well, you know, like, every time we go through a breakup... No, I know. We, like, get to get, like, the boys rally around each other, and it's, like, it's a mm-hmm. lot of hugging, sometimes crying, sometimes we mm-hmm. punch a tree, sometimes we almost kill a man for making fun of our friend's pants before we realize that he's just a friend of a friend. I took you to a and d show. Yeah. So it's like every now and then you don't need to rush into, as Nell said, like either society's pressure of being like, you're single now, you have to go and date, blah, 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 blah. Or even just like an internal thing of being like, I'm alone and I don't want to be alone anymore. So therefore, I'm going to go out and date, even though I'm not ready to do it. Yeah. Finally, there's another thing I really want to talk about. I think this is it, right? Like, I think this is the question. And it's. Let me see if I can find it here. I feel like I'm going to be this way forever and never find another man who would love me just as much or better than he did. And I think that is incredibly unfair to him, to yourself, and to any of your potential partners. Because we're not, the way people love us and the way that we are loved and the way that we love are not comparable to one another, right? The way I loved a past partner is very different to the way I loved another partner and the way I was loved by them and the way I'm capable of loving changes based on who I am as a person. Mm -hmm. And this has changed you. So to think like to hold every man to the standards of your deceased partner is wildly unfair to, again, to everyone, Mm -hmm. because one, you're only going to remember the great things about this person, right? So you're going to idolize this person to the point of near like sainthood. And yeah, and like unrealistic. Who's going to compare? Well. Yeah, because if you start to feel like, oh, hey, this person's treating me really well, you're going to start feeling like shit because all of a sudden you're replacing the person yeah. who's died, right? So like, and now you start to resent this person or yourself or you start feeling guilty. Mm-hmm. Don't compare. This goes for people even like who are still alive, like even just past partners, you know what I mean? Like people you've broken up with or who have left you to kind of like compare a partner and be like, well, I need to find someone who's better, who's as good or better. It's such a shitty way to categorize people that you want to love. Yeah. Now I will say though, you could do this in a very positive way of being like, I'm not going to accept less than like my relationship standards in this thing. If you are with someone who treated you well, and I know it sounds like the same thing in a way, but one is just a level of like care. And one is specifics to a partner, you know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, don't accept less. Don't be like, oh, well, my husband died, so now I have to go with this fucking piece of shit. Don't do that. But don't, as Dane said, compare the two, because that way lies madness. So 
I think it's similar, obviously, to a wildly heightened level to a breakup. You have time. You have a gap in your life. You have a hole in your life. And you could fill that with self-destructive behavior, or you can fill it with stuff that's good. Obviously, one is the better option. Sometimes it's hard to choose that one, but try to take the time to, especially if you're not focusing on romantic relationships right now because you neither can or want to, go to the gym, take up a new hobby, spend time with your friends, slow down, you know, build yourself back up because, you know, this kind of thing will break a person and you need to rebuild. So focus on that. Keep doing your therapy. And when you're ready, give another shot. And if you're not, that's okay. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those things where you will know, I think, very emphatically that you are ready. I think you being like, even just like starting off the question of being like, you know, the thought of having sex with a random person is terrible. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to have sex with someone who was safe. And I was like, already, that that tells me you're you're ready. You're you're in bad shape. You're starting off on the wrong foot. If that is like your idea of being like, well, I'm going to go with someone safe. And Mm -hmm. someone that I've probably already like hooked up with. And it's just like, well, great. Now you're just going through a checkbox and like, it doesn't seem like you want to do this. And the more you do things you don't want to do, you know, we talk about all the time. So yes, now nailed it all. Keep doing your therapy. Slow down. Take your time. Take care of yourself. Invest in non-sexual, non-romantic intimacy. Spend time with your friends. Spend time with your family. Spend time with your pets whatever you know what i mean like figure out a way to rebuild your life and improve your life until you know that pain ball is just a small facet of what you've got Mm. or a smaller facet you know like yeah none of this is easy and we know that but it's how you you know try to lessen it you know so good luck good luck you got this and now a hard right turn into Proper Ingenuity 2352, and Guy wants to go on a first date to Arby's? Fuck yeah, let's get that roast beef. So I, 28-year-old female, met this guy, 31-year-old male, on a dating app. Everything was going great. I enjoyed talking with him and was elated when he suggested taking it off app. Then he suggested meeting up at Arby's for lunch. I don't know if this is very fair of me, but that suggestion kind of gives me the ick. Who eats at Arby's? Am I being unfair? Look. I remember I'd seen commercials on American TV for Arby's. And I won't lie, those commercials make Arby's look fucking great. Like, I love me a, like, a deli sandwich. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of the things I love about New York is that, like, any, Mm. like, literally you could not look in a direction and not be able to walk into a, get, like, a fucking kick-ass pastrami sandwich or whatever, right? Like, there's delis and fucking bodegas everywhere and... Literally everywhere has like a sandwich place built into it. I get it. Have you ever had Arby's? I haven't, no. In fact, it there's, is. there's probably a lot of like standard fast food places over here. You'd be surprised I haven't been to. That's fair. There's a lot of like, I've never been to Taco Bell. I I've don't never, think I have been either. I've, I've been to a, like a joint KFC Taco Bell, but gotten KFC. That doesn't count. Okay. Just, hey, yeah. I don't know your fucking rules. I've had Baja <laughs> Blast. Ooh, see, that is, I've never had anything from Taco Bell. No, I got bottled Baja Blast. Okay. From, like, a convenience store. Okay, that's fine. I don't don't know your rules. Did you get something at Taco Bell? Uh, KFC. 
But anyway, so I got really excited. So I was in there. I grew up in a, a city called Brampton and we got a fucking Arby's. And I was so fucking hyped. I was like, Wait, is, Let's... There still, is there still an Arby's in Brampton? I don't know. I can find out. But there was a very, very cute lady from high school who got a job there. And I was like, let's go. I get to go see this cutie and get to get me some, like one of these kick-ass roast beef sandwiches. So I went, got myself a roast beef sandwich. And it was quite literally one of the most devastating moments of my life. It sucked so incredibly bad. Like, you know how, like, there's always that, like, joke of, like, people posting pictures of, like, opening up, like, the bun. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you know, there's, like, a little tiny patty or, or like, one yeah. leaf lettuce or whatever. That's literally what Arby's is. And I don't know if I, it's probably franchise and I don't, you know, yeah. who maybe. He's making bold statements, Arby's. You it was, stand for that? I got, like, the fucking, like, big stacker or whatever the fuck it was. And there was, like, two pieces of meat and, like, a line, like, a straight line of mustard. And I was like, this sucks so bad. So I had it again in Toronto at a food court. And it was just as bad, if not Neither worse. big nor staggered. So, look, what I'm saying to this woman, there's nothing wrong with feeling the ick of someone who wants to go to Arby's for any reason. Date now, or otherwise. she did say who eats at Arby's, and you've just answered the question, Dane Miller. Twice, and I'll never go back. That's mm. not true. If on the way hey. on a road trip, we pass an Arby's and someone's like, let's go to Arby's. I would fucking Dude, eat at Arby's. We're going to Philly very soon. And you know, I haven't been. And I'm pretty sure the other person we're going to loves Arby's. So and we're going it, to an Arby's. And we'll, yeah, we'll sure. report back. We'll do our little first date at Arby's. We'll find, we'll, we'll go, we'll scour the, what is it? East Coast of America for, for an Arby's. I will take as many videos as I can. I'll video our entire thing of being in Arby's, and I'll set it to this the audio of this question. <laughs> I'll post up that'll by like our, 47 minutes. Yeah. yeah, Patreon content for the month. Yeah, uh, it'll just be us at Arby's. Yeah. Is it an ick? I don't, like... Okay, look, I always want to be on people's side when people start being like, oh, first date shouldn't be whatever, unless they're saying it shouldn't be dinner and a movie. I cannot imagine bringing anybody to a fast food chain as part of a date. Unless, Unless like a super niche like fast food chain that's like in their neighborhood or by their work or really good. I still can't imagine doing it. Or if like, yeah, like you guys were going to a comedy show and for whatever reason it's like, fuck, neither of us had a chance to eat. We're going to be drinking. Like that's there's an A&W right here. Let's slam some Bergs because that's mm -hmm. all we have time for. Or like you had a great date. And you guys got a little fucked up. You're like, we need mm -hmm. to eat. And you hit up a, totally a fast fine. food. Totally All okay. Fine. But if you're, if the main event of your exactly. date is a fast food place, I think you're making a mistake. I'm not saying it can't work. I'm not saying it's a bad idea. But I think if mm -hmm. that is your plan, I think if like your move is, let's go to a fast food chain. I don't think it will be well received by anyone. And I don't think they're wrong for not receiving it well. Yeah. I think if someone was like, hey, you want to go to McDonald's? I'd be like, what do you? No, what are you fucking doing? It's rare. Like, I don't want to go to a fast food restaurant ever. On a, like, ever. Like, there's no, I, I'm, ne I'm very rarely, yeah. like, the fast food that I eat is Subway and AW when I'm drunk. Like, that's, those are, it's like A or Subway when I'm hungover, AW when I'm drunk. That's my fast food, like, cravings. And that's now, it. I want to know if you had to bring someone to a fast food restaurant for a first date, which one would be, in your opinion, the most acceptable? 
Ooh, okay. I think right? it really depends on like where you no. are because, like, if I had to choose, it would like, be there are some fa- there are some McDonald's fancy McDonald's. Get some wine. Yeah, that's what, like you know what I mean. Like there are some fancy McDonald's, but I certainly wouldn't bring them to the one at Queen and Spadina. <laughs> well, you'll know you could survive anything together. <laughs> that, that's true. If you want to go to what is essentially the Hunger Games of fast food restaurants, yeah. I wish you guys, for those of you who aren't in Toronto, there is a McDonald's at the intersection of Queen and Spadina, and I can't believe that anyone working there doesn't have military training. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty bad. But you're right. Like, I've seen fucking McDonald's in France that, like, I'm pretty sure people were at first dates at, and it was fine because they had, like, a bottle of wine and, like, there weren't sundresses and everyone was just like fancy. And I'm like, Oh no, this is not Dublin where the bathrooms are like UV lit. So you can't inject heroin. Yeah. Like, I mean, even in Toronto, there are some like souped up fucking McDonald's, right? Like the, when they redid like the cow, what the fuck they call it. They did like a whole rebranding a while ago. And it's like, there are some nice McDonald's again. I'm using nice as like a comparative to the play place McDonald's that we, we grew up with. But if I, okay, if I had to choose mm-hmm. a fast food restaurant to take, I honestly, I think I would yeah, well, take let's them. Say, to a- let's say Toronto, right? Because you know okay. Toronto. Yeah, I would do A and W. Okay, all right. Because at least like their burgers are actually like pretty good. Like the food is decent there. I sent you an image of a very fancy McDonald's in Ireland. It's in Bray, and it's in their old town hall. It's like this historic like manor kind of thing. Yeah, I mean. There's one in Toronto like that, too. I can't remember where it is, but it's like it was an old. Uh, I think it was an old theater. OK, I See, think now it's I'm back in somewhere. Now I'll, I'll go to the theater McDonald's. I won't. Yeah. I really won't. I feel like I would have to cheat and be like, oh, come to this like niche fucking, you know, weird takeout place. I don't know what it would be. Maybe like, uh, fuck, what's that Filipino? Like uh, Jollibee's? Oh, Jollibee. Because I've never been, and I feel like if you've never been, maybe they haven't been, or maybe it's new, you can, like, twist it and be like, this is actually a good first date. Uh, you know what I would do? I would I would be like, hey, meet me at a place nearby. Send, I wouldn't tell them where we're going. I'd be like, I know this really, really good, like, Filipino restaurant. It's delicious. I think you're really going to like it. They have, like, really, really good food. And then you go and, like, ha-ha, we did it. It's Jollibee. Like, and you know that, instantly what you guys are going to tell based on whether she laughs and comes or goes. Yeah. Wait, why is she coming? Jollibee, dude. It's true. I do want to have Jollibee because, like, they have. I've never. It's fried chicken and pasta. Like, sp- they have spaghetti. What are you doing? Do you want to go there? Jollibee after this? It's still early. Yeah, we could. There's one at Young and Egg. That's so far. All I'll right. just go get stabbed at Queen of Spadina. <laughs> Hit me. Okay. We are going to do this question. Nope. This question. I think it's going to be a quick one. This is a burner account 471. Mysterious bump. I was taking a bath. Felt a lump at the base of my penis. Sort of where the scrotum starts, I suppose. Immediately I sat up, take a look, noticed a fairly ugly bump. Firm, but not painful to touch. Sort of red around the edge with a raised yellowish middle. I'm colorblind, so take that with a pinch of salt. Still looked like a fairly average pimple. Naturally, I gave it a squeeze. I've had my fair share of pimples and ingrown hairs. I got nothing out of it, though. 
Still no pain apart from the slight discomfort from the squeezing. I assume it's normal, nothing to worry about, but I wanted to get on here and check it just in case. To make sure everything is clear, I'm 19 years old. I've only had one sexual partner who I'm in a five-year relationship with. We were each other's first and have never had unprotected sex. We haven't had any sexual contact for a while or quite some time either as we are currently long distance. So there's no way this could be an STD. Still, cancer runs in the family, so I can be very paranoid with this sort of thing. It's best to check. It is best to check. So go to the doctor. Go to the doctor. Get off the internet. What are you doing? Yeah, even like a doctor, you wouldn't just like text a description to them. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Like the likelihood that this is probably a pimple or an ingrown hair is very, very high. That's almost like guaranteed what it is. Mm -hmm. But we've talked about it. I've mentioned this many times where it's like the second, even the smallest anomaly happens pretty much from like waist to knee. I am kicking in the nearest doctor's door, pulling down my pants and being like, what is it? Tell me right now. What is is it? What is is this? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like just go to the doctor. It's the safest option. The odds are it is a pimple, but you know, better safe than sorry. And also, there's nothing worse than the terror of like your dick and being like, oh, what that? And that's not going to go away until you're reassured. So go reassure yourself. I recently bought a uh, a new towel. I like a brownish red-ish. It like a brown towel. Did you get like but, fluff on your dick and you yes. thought it was something? That happened to so, me. So I had pink boxers and like the pink is like, I guess, skin colored when the fluff comes off. And literally, I thought I had like this big ass like wart or something on my dick. I was pissing and I was just like staring at it in horror. And I was like, how? What? Where? When? Like literally like almost having a panic attack and I like moved it. It was just fluff. And I was like, (sighs) yeah. I mean, that like, yes. So I had like this brown towel that like when the fluff, whatever, it's like, I guess like when I toweled myself off, some fluff remained and I didn't notice. I put my underwear on and then like, I guess like over the course of the day, it kind of got matted to my skin. And when I went to use the washroom, I looked down and because I guess like it it had been like, you know, pressed or whatever, I kind of like give it like a, you know, kind of like try to blow it off and it didn't move. And then I tried to like dick. Yeah. You know, as you do. And then it like it didn't go anywhere. I was like, oh no! And then I touched it. and It didn't move. And then like finally, you I was get like, it oh. off? No, because it was like it's a yeah thing at all. Yeah, it's a joke. It's the box thing all over again. It's the box thing all over again. But this one's slightly less tragic. Yeah, but it was just a fluff, and it like happened to me like for a good long like two or three washes before this towel chilled the fuck out. Oh, I thought you meant wash yourself three times. And you still had the thing on you. I'm like Dane. i might need to go to that no after i washed the towel a couple times to get like the excess fluff to defluff it man i've got a really good question about a towel for our live show but it's now two weeks in the past so this is the worst time to tell you yeah goddamn capoeira you want another question yeah i mean if you got a quick one i guess pick one or two two okay this is by remove oh snafu zero zero I, 36-year-old male, was told by a woman I'm dating, 30-year-old female, she was going to start dating somebody else exclusively. Then she backpedaled. This afternoon, I text a woman I've been dating for about a month. She informed me someone else asked her to date exclusively, and she accepted. This is how it went. Her. I also want to tell you someone asked me to date exclusively. Me. Thanks for sharing. I guess I'd like to know your response before I go a whole lot further. Her. I said yes. He's serious about being a partner, and I feel like it's a step in the right direction for me at this point in my life. Me. 
You're a lot of fun and have so many great qualities. He's a lucky guy. I'm disappointed, but I hope you find exactly what you're looking for. It's been nice getting to know you a little bit. Fast forward four hours. Her. Well, I feel like I put my foot in my mouth, metaphorically. I just learned he's an anti-vaxxer. Did I blow it with you? So here's where we're at. Honestly, I was slash am pretty into her. At the same time, I don't feel like diving back into this relationship. I'm not upset at her. Sometimes you have to make a difficult decision for yourself. But I'm also not super interested in dating someone who told me they weren't going to date me any longer than backpedal just a few hours later. Am I being too sensitive or petty? Also, I have plenty of options to date. I'm thinking about just moving on, but wanted some input. I mean, if you have plenty of options to date, I'm going to assume that you are dating your plenty of options. Did you want to date this person exclusively or more seriously? Because if you wanted to date them more seriously, I think you handled it with grace. I think... Yes, you, up until you this were, point. Yeah, at you, which point, you mostly said well, yeah, what I say. Yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's usually what I say where I'm just like, hey, you're kick-ass, you're awesome, I'm glad you found someone. You know, obviously, I'm a little bummed that we don't get to keep hanging out, but, you know, best of luck, I hope it works out for you, and, you know, hang on to my number. So I think you handled that well. Her being like, hey, I fucked up. This guy's a piece of shit. Do you want to keep it. hanging out? If you didn't make that move, I'm assuming that you know you guys were both well aware that you were seeing other people and dating because you weren't exclusive. Mm-hmm. Great. This guy, this person made a move and she accepted. Were you going to make a move? Did you want to make a move? Were you ever going to make a move? Like Those are all things that are important to know. If there was no intention for you to date this person seriously or more exclusively or more, you know, whatever, then what does it matter? Keep it casual. Yeah. Keep seeing her. If you really liked her, great. Mm-hmm. But and like, it seems like it's just your ego that's taken a hit. And now you don't you think you're going to be less of a man, maybe for taking someone, you know, getting your sloppy yeah. seconds or whatever. That's the thing. It's like if you want to date her. But you never told them. Like, I would understand it, maybe, or I would understand it more if you were like, hey, do you want to date me? And she was like, no, I'm not really like feeling like dating anybody. And then she was like, oh, someone asked me to date them. I'm going to go date them. And then was like, I didn't actually want to date them. I'm back. Like, that would be more understandable because she would have turned you down for dating. But if you haven't, if either, as Dane said, you don't want to, or you do want to, and you never kind of broach the subject, you don't have a leg to stand on. Yeah. So, like, I was seeing somebody casually, and they were like, hey, someone wants to date me exclusively, and I'm, like, excited about it. I was like, hell yeah. Go you. This is great. It's a pity. I really enjoyed this, but have a blast. And a few months later, they were like, it really did not work out. That was awful. I still really like you, though. And I was like, yeah, great. And we started hooking up again. It was wonderful. Yeah. I, I mean, that, that, that was happened it. to like, me fairly you know, recently. Yeah. Exactly. There's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? And even if you wanted to date them, but you haven't told them, it's fine. Like, this person was cool because they gave you honesty. They were straight up. They didn't, like, ghost you. They didn't fuck about. They were just like, hey, this is what's happening. Cool. Then they came back and they, and they were like, hey, here's what's also happening. And yeah. that was also honest, you know? They had a little bit of humility of being like, well, I goofed it. And the other thing was like, they also sort of were like, hey, do you want to maybe pick up where we left off? They fully realized that what they did wasn't good. They were like, did I ruin it with you? And like, if you can't get past it, that's fine, I guess. But don't be shitty to them. Yeah. That's it. Like, if you want to keep seeing them, don't worry about the fact that they started dating someone else. Because, hey, let me tell you, everyone you're going to date probably dated someone before you. So, like, what's the difference here, right? 
if you were friends with someone or whatever and they were dating someone and then they broke up that person and then now they want to date you or want to hook up with you, are you going to be like, well, you did have a boyfriend before me. So, yeah. like, how interested could you really be? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make any sense. That's not really how things work. This is a, a slightly different scenario. So, I get it. Mm, no, you didn't seem to put a whole lot of weight on, like, our relationship and where it was going because you were ready to immediately, like, jump onto a relationship with someone else without sort of, like, you know, talking to me about it or whatever. Then, sure. But I don't think you need to hold it against them to be like, hey, someone is interested in me and I'm interested in them. I'm going to see where it goes. And mm-hmm. then be like, how dare you? And then, like, again, it also all depends on, like, did you have intentions or did you want to or did you see yourself maybe in the future dating this person? Because if you didn't, then go back to do what you're doing and literally yeah. nothing's changed. If you didn't, nothing's changed. If you did, but you never let them know, now's your chance to be like, oh, you know, it actually was a bummer because I wanted to whatever. If, again, you're willing to get past this, I will say. If you are going to get back with them, realize that what they're looking for is a like long-term relationship. So either if that's what you want, ask for it. Or if that's not what you want, be prepared for this to happen again. Yeah, or and make that clear. Be like, hey, yeah, I would, I would absolutely like to like, you know, start seeing you again. I'm not looking for like you seem to be looking for a serious relationship. That's not really what I'm interested in. So like, mm-hmm. don't like, don't are you good with it being casual? Yeah. That's fine too. Just, you know, be clear about what you want. Be clear to your, like, be honest with yourself as to what you want. And don't let sort of the, the stupid machismo ego bullshit get in the, the way of potentially re sparking something that you clearly enjoyed. Yes. So it feels like you should just get over it. But if you can't, do both of you a favor and move on. Yeah. I think it's going to do it for this episode, friends. We are going to move over onto the uh, online dating portion of our show where we hop on tinder or bumble or hinge and peruse profile see what works see what doesn't work in an effort to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable i got two for you so i'm gonna start okay. us off with ryan about me i was recently diagnosed with a terminal disease called cryo-audiovascular malexia basically if i don't get enough blood flow to my ears they will slowly freeze and fall off and it'll spread to my inner ear and then brain I need to warm my ears constantly to save my life. And the only material soft enough is the inner <laughs> thigh of a girl. So I need you to sit on my face for medical reasons. And it's a pointing emoji. Is it going to work? I don't know. Is it the least creepy way that someone has said this that we've had in profiles? Probably. I think it's kind of funny. I think it's a little cringy. I don't hate it. I think it's pretty fucking funny. I'm going to give this like a six. I think I'm going to give it a seven, but you're right. It is funny and it is original enough that like, I don't think you're going to get to the end of it and be like, oh, fucking creep. I get the end of you like, oh, really? Like, it's charming enough. It's funny enough. It's weird enough. It's different enough. I do think it's probably quite a turnoff to be like, oh, a terminal disease. Like, you know, I'm sure a lot of people are like swipe. Yeah. But is it the worst thing? No, at least you, you did something funny. Yeah, I think you swing for the fences, and when you do that, every now and then you hit a home run. I think it's got potential. That's, I think, exactly what will happen. I think the right person will see this, find it funny. A lot of people will probably be like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is Ashley. About me, Calgary, born and raised. Super easy going and chill. We can go for a walk. Have a movie night in with some good wine and good cheese. 
Go to your favorite cocktail bar or try something new together. Skis and pole teacher, or silks and pole teacher, hiking in an outdoor fitness. Does sound great? Yeah. The nine. I think this is a incredibly serviceable profile. I'm going to give it an eight because I think it's missing a little spice. You know what I mean? There definitely could be more about their like actual personality, but you know, silks and pole hiking. Hell yeah. yeah. I'm saying this is like you got a really nice looking dish of pasta, but the waiter didn't bring the little cheese grinder. The parm. Right? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. yeah. This is nameless about me. And it's a lady. I am 5'10". I was born in Sweden, looking for a short, overweight guy for casual dating. Must be familiar with my daddy issues. Must be between jobs or unemployed. Still live with your parents. Have no car and be friends with your ex. A sense of humor is a must. Okay. Like, I assume this is a... I get it. I assume this is like a, this is what you don't want. Because those are all unattractive. Man, I always laugh whenever, like, the second it's like, can't be friends with your ex. I laughed so hard at it. It was like, man, I would, you would fucking have a absolute, like your brain would melt with the fact that like me and my ex did what is essentially a couple's costume this year. Like my high school, my college ex, like pretty much did a couple's costume for Halloween. What? You also posted a picture about multiple work wives. You fuck, you're undateable. Yeah, I am. I'm literally undateable. Uh, Yeah, I posted a picture recently of my three darling work wives <laughs> like which i'm I, sure that like new insecurity of like people saying work wife or work husband is like the most baffling and funny thing to me how everybody is so obsessed with it i love it it makes me laugh so much and like the best thing is is like one of my work wives her boyfriend like works there as well and he's like he's the greatest guy and like i know that like there are probably some people who are like always glaring at like waiting for the drama but like me and him are so chill he's like the best dude that like i don't know i think it's very funny when people are chill and then you know that they're like like there's a, a sub layer below not understanding why people are chill but yeah the the friends with x things always makes me laugh just being like literally hang out with one of my exes almost on a weekly basis at karaoke and shit so it's just like proud as fuck Yeah, sorry, man. Like, I got into a big argument the other day with people where I was like, I think it's more of a red flag if you're not everyone of your exes. Yeah, like if every one of your exes is like, oh, they were crazy. Oh, they were this. They were that. They were that. I was like, hey, the common denominator at this point is you. (laughs) So it's like, I like when people are friends with their exes. Yeah, I think it's a good thing. It's like, again, we talk about it all the time. You trust them or you don't. If you don't Mm -hmm. trust them, them being friends with an ex or not doesn't mean shit. If you do trust them, also means shit. Uh, I can give that one a, a two. It's it's just bad. Yeah. They're trying to be funny, but they come off bitter and like actually kind of offensive. So Yep. This is my last one. This is Bella. Genuine, affectionate, sensual, sexual, humble, quick witted, playful, sometimes sassy, but mostly sweet, simple yet deep, easygoing, open and honest. Just looking to share some good vibes with someone who has good intentions. That's a bland-ass salad. I will say, I was coming in with a little more stink on it than I thought I needed to. Because by the end of it, I was like, oh, okay, this is actually not that bad. <laughs> it's, like yeah. you said, it's, it's a whatever. It's not great, it's not bad, but like I was really waiting for it to get worse, and it really didn't. And, you know, yeah, I'll give it a five. Yeah, I think that is exactly where it needs to go. It's a five. 
because you're just listing everything that everyone else does. Yeah. Hey, guys. This has been fun. Thank you very much. Thank you. We love you. Please go support us on Patreon. That would be wonderful. Yeah. Head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com. Click the Patreon link. You can also check out, get tickets to our live show, which is on December 7th. Yep. This episode has a will be out before the show. You can get tickets there. You can also send a question into us. We would love to answer your questions as well. And thank you once again uh, just for, for hanging out and listening to us. Just to let you know, we have, at this point, or we're just about at 28 episodes on our Patreon. So that's mm-hmm. a lot of fucking, that's a lot of weeks worth of episodes. You could stop listening to ones we're releasing, listen to a Patreon episode every Monday, and it would take you for like a good couple of months. And then you'd have so many to binge. Then you'd have so many to binge. So if you're looking for a little extra me and Dane in your life, just consider that. But also, thank you. We love you. Thank you, Josh Eagle and Harvest Cities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for coming to our live shows. We love you guys. It's been a great year. And yeah, you're to blame in the best way. Are ready for some bad sex writing? Mm-hmm. This is a post on Reddit. Women constantly challenge authority and dominance to short men. I've noticed even more these days if I'm at the gym or some sporting area woman who either weigh more or are taller or both seem to always give off this vibe that they're trying to challenge me. Like they walk past and almost be like, you are short man. I am better. Taller men are better than you. Know your place type of thing. Or like gossip, gossip. Look at this guy. This is really an excuse for a man. I don't need to have these vibe given off to me when going out. Even in non-sporting settings, women do this. This is something I don't when going out and going about my business. I don't have time or the mental capacity or energy to deal with this stuff. Like, I don't know what people want. For me to be not around the living? Throw me a bone or something. This is crazy. I think this is just a, a clear sign that perhaps you shouldn't be around the living. And perhaps this is your sign to become a necromancer, to be around the dead. Amass yourself an undead army. Raise the bones from the ground, the fetid flesh of those yet decomposed, and take your place among the tall, athletic, sporty women who once looked down at you. And now, from your throne of bones, you can look down at them. Importantly, steal a few vertebrae first, so all your dead are shorter than you. Ooh, got him. Or... Go to a kid cemetery. <laughs> My name is Dave Miller. And I'm Miles Spade. We've been your fuck buddies. <laughs> <laughs>